Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. I'm Callan. I'm here with Anna. We've got another great episode for you today. Oh, yeah. How you doing, Anna? Feeling pretty good. Two tequila shots in, so feeling pretty good. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that pre-recording. I'm sorry for not asking. (laughs) Yeah. This is the weekend, baby. (laughs) <laughs> I feel ya. Well, this should be a great episode. I know, that's what I'm thinking. I guess you're making use of that tequila that you have. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm with you. I've had a couple margaritas. Now I'm on a glass of wine. So like, yeah. Feeling good. If you're going to listen to any episode, this is probably the <laughs> one to, to listen to. <laughs> making more exciting, that's for sure. Definitely. Besides your two tequila shots, what are you drinking <laughs> during the episode? Well, actually... So I've said before that, you know, I have been trying to make some new drinks. And tonight mm-hmm. I've kind of made my own concoction. So oh, we love that. we'll see how this goes. Earlier today, I went and got bubble tea or boba tea. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things. I actually got mango fruit tea with like just regular tapioca boba. So I'm drinking right. it and it's pretty good. It's really sweet, though, which I'm not, I've talked about, I'm not a huge, like, sweet drink person, um, right. like, overly sweet. So, I had the idea of adding some tequila to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, it's turned out really good. Uh, before, I've been using my craft mix deal that I've been telling people about my mango margarita. Yeah. So it's tastes similar to that because it's mango and tequila. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's fun now because I'm sipping it through a straw and occasionally I get a boba <laughs> that like comes into my mouth <laughs> randomly. So it's pretty good. Something different. <laughs> a little bonus <laughs> texture. <laughs> right. A little <laughs> bonus and a little surprise. I mean, how cool are you if you sip tequila through a straw? You're the classiest <laughs> of them all. What is that song? I was trying to think of that song was, uh, where it's, she like sips apple cider through a straw or something. I don't know. It's like an apple it's like cider. an old song. Oh, I'm going to look know. it up real quick for all you pop culture people out here from like probably 50 years ago. <laughs> We do. I'm sure we have some elderly listeners out there, right? Well, my parents are a little bit older, so I grew up on this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sipping cider through a straw. (laughs) I like that. Sorry, that's super random, but I was thinking that because I was like, wow, this is my first time sipping alcohol through a straw. Probably on the podcast for sure. Definitely not. Yeah. I mean, New Orleans basically created the handheld beverage, so. Oh, we can walk and sip at the same time. What a great invention. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I guess it's usually a restaurant, like where you would get a straw in some sort of cocktail. Not all of them. Although, I'm to be honest, I'm that tacky person that when they give you the stirring straw, I'll sip out of the. Me too. That's really funny that you said that. Obviously, this is like. The complete opposite of a stirring straw because this is a boba straw because yeah. it's like super fat. So I probably look ridiculous, right. but it's really good. <laughs> so I'm happy. I'm I'm here for it. I mean, I've enjoyed wine through a straw, so. Oh, wow. Not? There you go. 
very classy. <laughs> Not my finest hour. Now, let me tell you, I will, I'll go ahead and throw this in there while we're talking about that because when I was studying abroad in Ireland, you know, we would get together someone's apartment to pregame, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. before we went to the bar. And my go to was this. I think it was like five euros for this bottle of wine. So like five dollars, <laughs> which we know I'm like usually a classier wine drinker than this. But this stuff was good. It was like a pineapple spritz. Mm. I think it was such a low alcohol content that I would put a straw in the bottle <laughs> and just like drink the whole thing before we oh went out. <laughs> which is... <laughs> Kind of ridiculous, but also like I was like probably tipsy, but fine right. because it was such low alcohol content, you know? Yeah. I remember one time there was this guy who I knew there who was studying abroad also, and I went to Ole Miss and he went to Alabama. So like big rivals here. And one time I was sitting there like sipping the sh- with the straw out directly out of this wine bottle and he, he sent a Snapchat of me doing this and he said Ole Miss does it through a straw. <laughs> wow, you're like, claiming that's fame. it. We are classy. Um, but yeah, it was really funny. So that's what I think of. But that wine was actually pretty good. So whatever. Yeah. You have to get it next time you go. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Bring back memories. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a good choice. Well, I am having a little bit better of a wine tonight. More than $5. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of margaritas earlier in the night. Because this is a late night episode. We're recording this a little later. Pot culture on the rocks after dark. After dark. I was about to say. Exclusively this- on pop. <laughs> yes or showtime back in the day Mm -hmm. i was about to say this reminds me of big brother after dark which is actually how i came to be a fan of big brother did did you remember that i forgot about that fact yeah that's fun i feel like that probably doesn't happen to other people who just stumble upon (laughs) i don't think so like you're watching security footage of these random people (laughs) i mean honestly that's what it is it's uh, it's a live feed of these people just sitting in this house. <laughs> but literally one night in high school, I was flipping through the guide and I saw Big Brother After Dark. Why I clicked on this? Do not know. But I did on Showtime and I literally just watched them on the feeds and then I watched the regular show after that. So what can I say? <laughs> An OG live feeder. But yeah, that's it. what this feels like is... Pop culture on the rocks after dark. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm having a Sauvignon Blanc tonight. A little sweeter than a Chardonnay for all my white wine people out there. And the brand that I'm having is, I think it's called Ferrari Carano. Vroom, vroom. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Sounds like a car brand. And then the like subhead on it is Fumé Blanc. Hmm. That's what we call it is Fumé Blanc, but it is a Sauvignon Blanc. Don't ask me what all these words mean. I do not know. I just know that it is good. And that's what really matters. Yes. And I will add that we put up a reel on our Instagram the other day of another cocktail recipe that y'all definitely need to try. So check that out on our Instagram. Oh, before we get into what we were watching, I did want to remember to mention that news update for everyone in the High School Musical, the musical, the series, oh, world. Boy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Olivia Rodrigo came out with another song. Oh, okay. And it is also about Joshua <laughs> again. Is he really that great? That's, you know, see all it's that? It's hard for me. To, <laughs> it's hard for me to believe that he is. <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm kind of like, all right, you need to expand your repertoire here. But I think it's likely that she could have written these songs like all at once and they're being released, True. you know, as singles like months apart from each other. Right. But this the song is pretty catchy. I really think it calls out Sabrina Carpenter again. And I feel like Sabrina's like, leave me out of this. Because <laughs> she, in the song, says, like, do you get deja vu when you're with her? Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So, Lil Savage, once again. So, it's interesting. Completely unrelated, <laughs> now that I've thrown that in there. Since you're an SNL fan, mm-hmm. but you haven't seen Bridgerton yet. Have you seen that Pete Davidson is dating Phoebe yes. Denver from Bridgerton? I did see what that. What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> I don't particularly find Pete Davidson very funny. I don't either. That may be a hot yeah. take, but I don't know. I mean, I've always been an SNL fan. The last few years, the cast has just kind of like not really appealed to me. Like there are still people that I really like, but the vast majority, I can just kind of take it or leave it. So yeah, unfortunately, Pete is one of those people for me. I just, I've never watched his like stand up or anything. It's just only Mm -hmm. SNL that I have to go off of, but I don't know. He just, he's just not my thing. (laughs) What I have seen, I would agree. And it's just a really random match. Just very opposite types of people to me. But I don't know. He really seems to be popular with the female celebrities. Yes. Because I obviously don't keep up with him. He's not someone that I'm just like, wow, what's Pete up to right now? (laughs) But he just like shows up on like, probably like my Instagram um, discover or whatever. But yeah, I remember seeing that about him. And then he was with like Kate Beckinsale, however you say her name, for a while. And I was like, what? That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) And then obviously Ariana Grande for a bit. But right. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he's he's got a good personality. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Good luck to them, I guess. So, uh, what have you been consuming lately? Well, along with my boba tea, (laughs) um, (laughs) I went on vacation this past week. And if you know me, I struggle sleeping on any moving contraption. So, I was on a plane for several hours. On the way there, the entertainment was broken. So, that was a problem. So, it felt like it took forever. But thankfully, on the way back, the longer flight that I had, there was entertainment. So thank goodness for that. One of the movies that I watched, I know that you really enjoyed, was Knives Out. Yes. So good. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love it. Which that movie came out, what, two years ago? I guess so. Yeah, because I saw it in theaters. Okay. Yeah. Like, I remember it came out and a lot of people really liked it. And Mm -hmm. thankfully, I didn't have anything spoiled. The only thing I knew about was Chris Evans' great sweater was, like, everybody's rage. And Daniel Craig's like accent. People were kind of on board, but some people hated it. So, did we talk about that on a a really early podcast episode? I don't know. 
I know we've talked about it, but I don't know if it was here or after you saw the movie. I remember us talking about his, like, are you trying to be Cajun? Are you trying to be Southern? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that conversation now that you say that. That's funny. Yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. I figured I would because, you know, Callan and I have similar taste, I feel like. And we're both really into Agatha Christie. And I love a good Mm -hmm. whodunit. Just kind of like that whole theme is really fun to me. Yeah. (laughs) Side note. Uh, Steven would never watch that movie with me because he hates Ryan Johnson, who's the director. Oh my gosh. So. (laughs) But it's so good. I know. It's been an ongoing joke because he hates Ryan Johnson because what he did was Star Wars or something like that. So it just goes against him to watch his movies, which is fine. But it was really funny because I saw that it was on the entertainment deal and I was like, yes, I can watch it now. <laughs> yeah. So Ryan Johnson wrote and directed, I think, from what I remember. But yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And like I said from the I Care a Lot movie episode, I'm not really one of those people who just like tries to figure out what's going on. So I did not see the ending coming. And that was exciting. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was a very different plot than probably what you would think from a kind of like murder mystery kind of story. So that was fun. Just like seeing something different. Not a big fan of Daniel Craig's (laughs) interpretation. Um, (laughs) Right. But it wasn't like distracting to where I just like couldn't get into him. But everybody I thought did a really good job. And I feel like it's fitting now because I saw today that Netflix has acquired the rights to two sequels, I think, from what I understand, Mm -hmm. and paid like bucket loads of money for it, which, you know, whatever, go them. Also, I saw that Jamie Lee Curtis put out a statement, I think because there had been some rumors like, is it going to be the same people from the first movie who are going to come back and maybe there's another mystery or something like that. And she had a really fun response, basically saying like, the family from the movie is not interested in getting involved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with Daniel Aww. Craig's character. But That's it was cute. it was a fun statement, but basically saying that Daniel Craig, it looks like he's going to be the only returning person. And I think Ryan Johnson is going to direct it again, from what I remember. Okay. So cool. that was kind of fun. And like, it kind of worked out that it was kind of a news kind of followed in with that. So yeah. So you hadn't seen it before the plane? Mm-mm. No, I had not. I don't know why I thought. How would we have talked about his accent if you hadn't seen it? <laughs> well, I know you had you had told me that you really enjoyed it, but I didn't even remember the plot like at all. So if you yeah. told me the plot, I forgot. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that you finally got to watch it because I really, yeah, I really loved it, and I thought it was very reminiscent of like your classic mystery movie, mm-hmm. and I really liked that. Yeah. Your classic whodunit. So yeah, I'm excited about these follow-ups and it kind of makes sense to me that it would be just him and not the other cast because it would be weird for it to be like the same family something yeah it makes yeah it makes sense to me too it's kind of like a Sherlock Holmes like one of those yeah you know, if you have one yeah. recurring character, but... Exactly. Speaking of movies, I watched a movie the other night, and it has to do with one of our recent episodes. I did watch the Sex in the City movie. Oh, nice. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't hear me 
talk about Sex and the City on a recent episode, then you can go back and listen to that one. But on there, I did mention that there was a movie that came out in 2008. So four years after the series ended, I had seen that it was on Netflix. Like I knew it was on Netflix for a while, but it was like leaving. I think I watched it on March 30th and it was leaving Netflix on March 31st. (laughs) All right. So I was cutting it close. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is my excuse to watch it. I'm sure I can find it somewhere else because I still have to see the second one but I went ahead and watched it and I will say it's long like for me that was fine because I was like settled in ready to watch the movie and I'm like into the characters and I guess if you had waited four years to see these people again you would want something kind of lengthy but it was two and a half hours and by the end of the movie I was like we have lived a life (laughs) since the beginning that is a long time especially for a TV show that was what 40 minutes maybe yeah no the episodes were 30 minutes yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah so I was like (laughs) wow we've done a lot but it was really good. I I won't give too much away, but you see all four of the friends again with their significant others and some progress is made in the relationships. Some heartbreak happens in the relationships. It's very cool that it picks up like some time has passed since the end of the series, but in a way you feel like you pick up right where you left off. Mm-hmm. You get some answers or some like finality to some of the relationships. So I really enjoyed it and I'll be watching the second one at some point. I guess wherever I can find it. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it's out there somewhere. Have they started filming the third one? I want to say yes, but I have really no facts to back me (laughs) up. Because they ha- they announced it, I want to say, I mean, it was like a month or two ago at this point that they announced it. I feel like they have started filming. I, I think it's supposed to come out this year, but I don't know for sure. So, yeah, I'm still excited about that. I'll watch the second one before that, of course. But at this point, the second movie came out in 2010. So it's been over 10 years since we've seen the characters. Wow. So it should be interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy to think about. I know. They are definitely iconic people for sure they are and it's gonna be really fun I look forward to it and I will say that just watching the movie as someone who had just finished the series you could tell that it was a movie in that you had that theatrical feel like everything looked a little more elevated than on the tv series but Mm -hmm. the characters still felt very much themselves it didn't seem like anything overproduced for a movie or anything like that so that was nice yeah that is good i'll let you know when i watch the second one yeah i'm curious (laughs) to see how you feel it measures up to the show versus the other movie yeah because i've heard that the second one is a little bit more Eh, than the first one yeah we'll see and the first one I actually when I watched it I realized I had seen a lot more of the first one than I thought like before I had watched the show okay so it was nice to have a lot more context to the (laughs) storyline and the people you actually kind of know what's going on so we always give one reason why we should be on the amazing race I feel like you got a good reason for (laughs) us this week am I right (laughs) I do have a good reason uh especially since I went on vacation yeah and that's been kind of a novelty for a lot of people so my main reason I want to say is Callan and I should be on the amazing race because we will happily follow every single COVID protocol whatever it may be we'll do it all (laughs) 
<laughs> we will. Which, I mean, you may say, well, yeah, I mean, you probably won't be able to get on the show if you don't comply with their rules. Sure, but... We are both vaccinated recently and on my vacation, I had to get a COVID test beforehand, even though I was vaccinated, but they still required a test, which is understandable. Yeah, I feel like we have the drive and the determination, like what's a hoop of a pandemic, you know, we, right. <laughs> we, are, we are happily, we are happily vaxxed up and right? whenever international travel opens again, I don't know what that's going to look like as far as the Amazing Race gets concerned. I don't know if that means people are still going to have to get tested in order to get a countries or, you know, masks may be kind of a new normal for every country. I don't know, but I am getting a mask to wear. It is going to be so cute. It's going to fit our outfits, <laughs> go with our color scheme, all that stuff. So that's not an issue for us. So any Amazing Race production out there that's like, oh, who is possibly going to want to deal with all of this? Uh, hand raised, it is us. We're here for it. You can stick that Q-tip up my nose. <laughs> we can do a different mask for every leg. Mm -hmm. I am totally happy with following any and every rule. Yes, I'm here for it. I'll take an Amazing Race mask. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. We will make our own. We will put Phil's face on there, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's going to be the new normal anyway, because I mean, I'm sure whenever you go on the Amazing Race, you have to get tons of vaccines already, like a yellow fever, malaria, mm -hmm. like all that stuff. So, you know, Definitely. what's another needle? <laughs> now we're one step closer. Again, if you follow Phil on Twitter, he gets that question a lot. And he always answers the same that the show will come back whenever world travel is able to open again. So, and we're banking on you, CBS, to make it happen. Indeed, we are willing and able, and we're ready to roll. <laughs> we are. <laughs> what are you going to talk to me about? Well, I'm excited. It does have to do with what I mentioned earlier in the episode because. Now, at this point, I've educated on two out of the three Darren Star productions. Mm -hmm. I figured, why not just round it off at the third one that I have seen? So, I'm going to talk about Younger today. Hey. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> if you've missed it. A few months ago, I did an episode on Emily in Paris after it came out on Netflix. That is Darren Star. And then, of course, Sex in the City recently I covered, um, which is kind of like the OG Darren Star production. So, Younger mm -hmm. is another one of his that is on TV Land, um, which is always random for me that to say. That is odd. <laughs> I don't get I've it. I've only ever seen it on like displayed on Hulu. I've never watched the show. I've never watched any of those three shows actually. Yeah. But wow, I did not know that. that <laughs> yes. Is... <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a huh. TV Land original. I It's super weird for me to watch it on there and like to say that it's on there because I grew up watching TV Land and I was watching the Brady Bunch, Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I was just about to say, does it come on after Gilligan's Island? That's literally was in my thought process. Exactly. Yes. It's, wow. I guess, you know, they're branching out. I really don't know how 
that happened. And to be honest, I really don't know how it's been such a success by being on TV land because I didn't know people watch like new content on TV land. (laughs) And until Younger came out, I didn't know that they put new content on TV land. I thought it was all reruns. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's on TV land now. It's seven seasons. They just finished filming. Yeah. They just finished filming the seventh season. I think it's it's gonna be the last apparently like a thing that happens with younger is like every year they're unsure if they're gonna be renewed so like oh. every year they're like goodbye like it's been great <laughs> and then they come back and film another so they kind of did that again I really don't know if this is the last one or not it could be and I am a little bit behind I'm a couple seasons behind so I I, I don't know but apparently the last season is going to be aired on Paramount Plus hmm. rather than TV Land which in my mind more people are watching Paramount Plus than TV Land True. So I don't know is that part of the merger or whatever I guess and I don't know for sure but I would assume TV Land is owned by CBS Viacom all of that gotcha. so that's why it's on there but hmm. yeah it is all available also to watch on Hulu if you have access to that it's all on there as well I don't know CBS shows are weird on Hulu like usually they're mm-hmm. not available so I have no idea but it's on Paramount <laughs> Plus nonetheless so you have a couple streaming options so it premiered on TV land in 2015 I guess I started watching it pretty soon after it came out actually I might have started watching it like 2016 maybe when there were a couple seasons out and the main reason I watched it is because Hillary Duff is on it shocker yeah surprise to everyone um (laughs) and she's great on it I love it but even if she weren't on it I would like it and I would watch it I will say that so do you know the premise of the show or anything about it at all I feel like You've told me the plot at some point, but I may be making this up. Hillary Duff's character is like, she works for something, some kind of business. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. But she like lies about her age. That's the only thing I really remember. You're partially correct. So. Okay. Um, I'm sure I have told you over the years about it. The main character does lie about her age, but it's actually not Hillary Duff. So technically. Oh, okay. Hilary Duff is not the main character. She is a... What? I know. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> I mean, that's just a disgrace. Technically, she is a side character. I say that in quotation marks because there's a lot of side characters that I probably would classify as a main character, if that makes any sense at all. Like, they are not the yeah. focal point of the show, but they're on, like, every episode. So, she's yeah. a main character. Top billing still. Yes, exactly. The show is set in New York City. Isn't every show? (laughs) (laughs) It focuses on a character named Liza Miller. The person who plays Liza is Sutton Foster. She is really the only thing I know that she's done besides like Broadway is Bunheads. I don't know if you ever saw that. That was wow. Yeah, ABC Family Show. (laughs) Yes. Uh, before it was Freeform? Yes, yes. I believe she was the main bunhead on there. Never, never seen that. <laughs> never watched it myself. But yeah, I believe she was on that. I don't know what else she's done. Um, This is really what I know her for. So she's the main character on Younger. So the mm-hmm. show is set around her and she is a 40-year-old at the beginning of the series. And she has just split from her husband. 
They live in New Jersey, and she has a daughter going off to college named Caitlin. Since she's divorcing and, like, her daughter's leaving the nest, you know, she's kind of figuring out who she is. She's starting over in a way, and Mm -hmm. kind of in a previous life, she had worked in publishing. She loves writing. She loves books. So she starts interviewing for a bunch of different jobs in the pilot episode you see her doing these interviews and no one's hiring her because she's been out of the business for so long and like she doesn't Mm -hmm. really know all this modern stuff how social media comes into play you know just how this the landscape has changed right also it's like a lot of the people she's interviewing with are younger than her (laughs) so she's just actually witnessing a lot of that corporate like ageism yeah um and really noticing that and so she's moved to brooklyn she lives with her friend maggie played by debbie mazar um maggie is one of her best friends she is a lesbian artist who is hilarious to me i think she's awesome and she always sets liza straight and also supports her in what she does she's living with her in the first episode and kind of telling her what's going on you know at these interviews and so they go out to a bar in Brooklyn one night and this guy thinks Liza is 26 like in her mid to late 20s not 40 Mm -hmm. and so she just kind of goes along with it for a bit and then when he leaves she tells Maggie like, oh my gosh, she thought I was in my 20s. There you have the plot of the episode where she decides, <laughs> you know what? What if I pretend that I'm 26 and go out and do these job interviews that way? And what do you know? Mm-hmm. She lands a job at Empirical Publishing in New York City as an assistant to the head of marketing at this publishing company. And everyone there thinks she's 26. So after that, um, you follow her throughout the series. So you have her and you have Maggie. You have Josh, who is her the guy that she met at the bar that thought she was 26, who becomes her boyfriend, much younger boyfriend, as you can see. <laughs> yeah. And he's cool. He's a tattoo artist. He owns his own tattoo parlor in Brooklyn. And then you have Miriam Shore plays Diana Trout, who is Liza's boss. She's the head of marketing at Empirical. And Josh is played by Nico Tortorella. That's Liza's younger boyfriend. Then you have, of course, Hilary Duff, who is an employee at Empirical and becomes a really close friend of Liza's slash really close co-worker. That's where you see a lot of her and her relationships. And Hilary's character... Kelsey really takes Liza as her friend and introduces her to her group of friends and you know invites Josh along so like they're this young group of 20 somethings but Mm -hmm. somebody (laughs) is a 40 something (laughs) (laughs) there's an outlier here (laughs) yes there is you also have uh the love of my life (laughs) Peter Herman he plays Charles and he is 
the head of empirical publishing this is like a family business so it's a huge company now but it's been in his family for a few generations so it's really important to him he loves books like this is his lifeblood and a fun fact about peter herman so he first of all was on one episode of sex in the city <laughs> when i was watching it recently oh, wow. Yeah, but he had long hair, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is him. So that was kind of funny <laughs> to see him. He is married in real life to Mariska Hargitay, who is the main oh. person on SVU. Yeah. Wow, small world. Yeah, they've been married for a long time. I want to say 15 years-ish, somewhere in there. Wow. Yeah, that's great. which in Hollywood is a lifetime. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's true. He is the boss, and you can tell he kind of has feelings for Liza, but... In his mind, this is a 26-year-old assistant, and he feels weird that he has feelings for her, but he thinks she's such an old soul, and they have so much in common with the books, and, like, she's wise beyond her years. Little does he know, they're almost the same age. (laughs) (laughs) I just think he is so cute. I love him. We know I love an older man, and he's right in my alley. As far as the plot of the show, the whole premise is that she's lying about her age and is at this job and there will be random situations that come up where maybe someone from her past life in New Jersey gets involved and like could spoil her secret or some of these people she meets through work find out her secret or like trying to blackmail her with it. She's trying to like maintain her relationships because she really loves the people that she works with but she's also lying to them but also feels like she has to in order to have her job. A big plot point is I think in season two, I think it's season two, Kelsey and Liza get their own imprint at Empirical Publishing. So it's kind of like a publisher within a publisher. It's supposed to target younger audiences. And Mm. the imprint is called Millennial because it's all about targeting people (laughs) in that generation. (laughs) And of course, Kelsey is a millennial. Liza is not, but she's pretending to be and is trying to convince authors to sign on to (laughs) millennial even though she herself is not a millennial but they don't know that so (laughs) so a lot of like different authors you'll see that kind of pose different challenges to them there's some really funny moments a lot of humor of course there's some like sexual content I'll go ahead and warn you but it's not as graphic as a sex in the city type show we're on tv land after all right (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of a different network there (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah it just follows her and slowly i will say some people find out her true age whether they find out accidentally whether she tells them herself like comes clean and it definitely changes the relationships i highly recommend it it is short seasons it's like 12 episodes a season the shows are like 20 25 minutes a piece super fast to watch really funny and entertaining and the cast is really good and it's one of those shows that like her for example, her boss, Diana, is, I guess what you would call the mean one or the villain of the show. But to me, not really. Because she's kind of still lovable. And, like, you can tell that even Liza really likes her. She just has a really hard exterior. But she's really funny herself. And 
it's one of those shows where I think it's rare that you actually like everyone. You're not just mad at someone all the time. <laughs> You're annoyed. I really like that, that everyone's different and everyone has their purpose, but you really like their character at the end of the day. And it's just kind of more pleasant to watch because you're not spending half of your time just annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say that, of course, like any of these shows, you can roll your eyes at someone gets so close to finding out her age and then she gets lucky because this happens and it gets her out of the situation and you're just like okay how long are we going to do this but I will tell you that people do find out over time so you just got to roll with it and and laugh yeah just getting to know the characters sounds like Mm -hmm. I mean that's the purpose so that sounds really fun I learned a lot because I had no idea good (laughs) any of that yeah uh how does it stack up to the other two shows would you say that's a good question um and I feel like that's a question that other people would have because they are comparable as I've talked about on here a lot of people compare all three yeah first of all I would say I think they're all three worth watching I think they're all different even though they have similarities I do think they are all different vibes and different characters it's a really close tie of what my favorite is younger or sex in the city I'll say that younger probably I've watched younger the longest so it's probably gonna hold the number one spot in my heart for that reason and I really love the premise and the characters but I think Sex and the City is really close in there. Yeah. Sex and the City, I think you have more content. So in a way, you could like it more because there's more episodes. You have the movies. There's just like more to watch and enjoy. Sure. And then I liked Emily in Paris a lot. I think it got mixed reviews, but I like Lily Collins a lot. I love the setting of being in Paris. I liked the marketing agency because I work in marketing, so... That was interesting to me. Um, And it was a little different for that reason. But obviously, it's the least amount of content to watch because it's only like 10 episodes. If you're going to start with one... I would probably say go with Younger because I think it's a better show than Emily in Paris overall. It's not quite as all in as Sex in the City in terms of content. So, like, if you, like, really think younger's funny and are down with the content then try out sex in the city and see like if you like that too but i wouldn't say start with emily in paris because i think it's the weakest of the shows even though i still really like it i'm not as invested in those characters as i'm invested literally in all of the characters on younger I'm into the storylines and same with Sex in the City. Yeah. The I mean, the mark of a good series is that you have a hard time pick, picking one. So Exactly. Yeah. That's a good sign. Yeah, they're all good. So if you have time to watch all three, I would say do that and then let me know which you like the best cuz I don't know, they're all fun and while they have those similarities, they're all different and it's fun to watch them all and see those similarities and the humor and the overlap but at the end of the day they're all different shows I mean you have HBO TV land and Netflix so (laughs) right 
kind of all over the place. Yeah, they're all different. And then Paramount Plus, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you have that thrown in there. So it's a different experience for all. And, I mean, maybe you're interested more in one setting in a way or you're more interested in the career path. Like, you've got marketing over here. You've got a publishing company or you've got a writer plus these other occupations which is less about the jobs like it's kind of up to you as well because on younger and emily in paris i would say the jobs are more of a focus than on sex yeah. in the city anyway it plays more into the the plot but with younger i'll say it's interesting because like i love reading um i don't read as much as i used to unfortunately but the the publishing house is really interesting to me and working with the authors is interesting because I feel like that's different than some other shows it's interesting how they talk about things like an Amazon type thing killing them like and how they're kind of struggling for money I think that's an interesting kind of plot point as well that's a good evaluation I feel like it was very thorough thank you try it all there's great actors on each one cool scenery you got New York and Paris you've got Good looking men on each episode. I mean, you're good. What else do you want? (laughs) I really don't know what else you could ask for. (laughs) I guess that's it. I'll let you know when I catch up, finish, if it is the last season or not. I don't know. <laughs> I look forward to trying them out. Yeah. And you can see my guy, Peter Herman. He's a cutie. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot to mention if you need a hint of who he is, he is also on the commercials for Persil, the laundry detergent. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what a broad range there. Yes, he's really uh, <laughs> encompassing it all. And I, I'll say that I do use Persil, and I used it before he was on it. It's not the reason I buy it, mm. but it made me feel confident in my decision. <laughs> <laughs> You're a loyal buyer now. <laughs> I am, yes. Thank you, Peter Herman. <laughs> it's the top-rated laundry detergent, if you were wondering. So Wow. I was Mm -hmm. wondering. Yes. (laughs) Well, if you are wondering where to find us, then you can contact us via email. You can connect with us on Instagram or Twitter or Discord. We are growing our community there. We've got all the channels. You can send your drink recommendations your recs for each individual streaming service for the podcast we got it all so come join the chat Mm -hmm. yeah if you're enjoying this late night episode with our many drinks i've enjoyed it (laughs) then you can leave us a rating if you would like you can leave us a review and also subscribe if you want more fun content in the future we come out with episodes regularly so definitely hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything yes (laughs) well thank y'all so much for listening this has been a very fun episode i have enjoyed it me too i'm so glad (laughs) (laughs) well until next time i'm callan i'm anna friends are therapists you can drink with Thank you.